brothers and my sisters. It is Brother Solis live with another episode of Coffee and the Truth. And y'all already know I got my brothers in the booth. The fellas, Rock and Yellow, Mr. Hall, Mr. Elwood, Texas. We out here. What's up? So my brothers, I want to talk about a very familiar scripture. We often read it. Brother Hall quoted it off the back. I might just, you know what Brother Hall quoted for me? It's Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and then is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We always talk about the hearts, right? Uh, yeah. You know, our heart and Proverbs 3 and 5, and I know Brother Hall got, got one, so I don't want to quote it right now because he's going to bring it to y'all. Yeah, I, 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 spoiler alert. <laughs> but we do. We often talk about our hearts and how our hearts are deceitful, as the Bible tells us. But what caught my attention about the Word of God, that it exposes our thoughts. Now, I don't know about y'all guys, but overthinking was something that I had to overcome. What are y'all opinions about overthinking? I really believe that overthinking is is really detrimental to your life. It's it's something that can really kill you. It can destroy your life. What we were talking about, just trying to spitball what we were going to talk about and where we were going to go with is is how overthinking really becomes an open avenue. It it can lead to things like fear. It can lead to things like doubt. Things like you you may have never been a fearful person, but then you started overthinking. And it could have been it could have been as simple as you didn't know how you were gonna have enough money at the end of the month. And you were looking at all of your bills and you were seeing that something's gonna end up being late, something ain't gonna be able to be paid. And then you're starting to think, well, if it's gonna be late this month, then I got a late fee, then I gotta double up on the next month and I'm getting paid the next month, the same of what I'm getting paid this month. So then that's going to cause that bill to be later. And then that's going to cause it to the, uh, then I don't even know. I might, um, my car might end up being repossessed. I might have to end up moving out of this apartment. I don't know where we're going to go to. Then it starts leading into you having a, a fearful life or even doubting because you're thinking, Oh, well, I'm trying to do my best to live for the Lord. And, and now I'm seeing all of these things that are here and I'm not seeing how the Lord's taking care of me. So then you start doubting and thinking that God isn't fighting for you, that God, that God doesn't love you, that God doesn't care about you. And that's that all started just because you were overthinking. But really what overthinking is, is it's worry. It's, it's worrying about what's going to happen. That's, that's what, uh, it's very, it, you know, we can sugarcoat and call it overthinking, but really what it is, is it's worry and I remember my pastor uh, over in Bastrop. He actually uh, he call, he started calling it a a curse word, and he said it was something that he he didn't want to say. Oh well, I'm worried about this or I'm worried about that. What he would say is he'd say I'm concerned instead of saying he was worried about somebody or worried about what they were doing. He would say I'm concerned about it because worry is fear and doubt, and that's what that leads into. And you don't want to have you know we got we got things that we call gateway drugs. That's what 
that's what worry is. And that's what, that's what overthinking is, is it's a gateway to other areas that can grip onto your life. So apparently there's a difference here because as I'm talking to you and I'm, I'm please don't think I'm going against any, any man here. I'm just kind of curious. So what, what is the difference between worrying and what you say? Cautious or, or concerned. concerned? I guess, uh, I, I didn't really look at uh, probably like the definition, but I think it was more of, he was trying to find another, um, another way of describing how they were, how they were being, uh, how they were feeling without just saying, Oh, well, I'm worried because worry can lead into a lot of things. And I think he's just trying to concern may not have been the best, um, probably the best word, uh, to use. That was probably just the best of my pastor knew of what to change it to, but it was more about, um, and that's what we'll probably talk about here too, is changing our language. Okay. Which is great. Like I said, I I, I was just, you know, cause we have to be careful because we do find the the invisible pet, the pet, uh, two pet. Yeah. And we'll find, oh, we'll get rid of worry, but we're going to pick up concern. Yeah. No, I'm just concerned about it. Well, I can see where he's getting at because worrying is where it's consuming you. Mm-hmm. Concern is just, it, I'm, yeah, I got this, let's say this rash on my foot, so I'm going to go to the doctor and make sure yeah. it's not athlete's feet. Right? Exactly. That's really a concern about it. But if I'm constantly like web MDing and everything I'm doing, it's yeah. just gonna, this crazy, 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 then that's worrying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so I can see where, where you know, and I'm just, I, the reason I brought that up because I didn't want nobody to listen and start walking around with, oh, you know what? Now I'm going to start using the word concern instead of yeah. worry, and I overcame that. No, you, there's more to it. Apparently God is... Worried about our thoughts. Yes. He really is. As you're talking and I'm listening, we go back to the Sermon on the Mountain. Uh, very familiar scriptures in uh, Matthew 6, 633 in particular is the one that we, we quote the most. But before this, it's actually in verse 24 where Jesus says, no one can serve two masters. Now, Jesus didn't say there's only two masters and you're going to serve one. He's just Speaking about money here, because at the end of the verse says you cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. And this time in in, in this scripture and this context is what he's speaking of is there's going to be a master. And either God is going to be that's the ultimate master, right? That's the only should be our only master. But there's going to be other masters in this world. And one and one of the masters that will get a hold of you if you're not cautious of it will be overthinking. Mm-hmm. God is worried because then what is he says? Don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink, right? This is what, why would he use that word worry? Because he cares about our thoughts. What brings my attention is why I think that, why is it cutting through my thoughts if God's just worried about my hearts? Because they, they're, they're one and the same if you really look at it. Because what I think, I didn't think about I was going to rob the bank. I mean, I just didn't rob the bank. I thought about it, right? Yeah. I thought about I was going to I was going to get a gun and how I was going to get the gun and what I was going to do. It was a well thought out plan. You know, some things do happen in life. It, they do. Yeah. But most of the time, we are indulging ourselves in these things. So, I when I used to be overthinker, it was always negative. Like my nails are completely gone, and I know that was from a bad habit of me overthinking. Incidents pop up in my life, and the first thing that I go to is the overthinking response, and it's always negative. Mm-hmm. 
that's how I know it's part it, it's part of the enemy's plan because Jesus says he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. How do I know I have a problem with overthinking? Because if it's destroying my peace, mm-hmm. if it's destroying my love, if it's destroying relationships, if it's destroying anything in my life, and that's what you got to be cautious going back to what uh, your, your pastor had said. There's a difference between worry and co- uh, being uh, concerned. concerned. That's how you know you're, 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 you're in worry when concern is, okay, yes, I'm going to address this. But whenever it's destroying me, I'm worried. Yeah. And I yeah. do need to consult with the Lord. I need to stop what I'm doing, and I need to say, God, help me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, overthinking can really kill you. I mean, just, like, destroy your life. I know there was something that, that uh, was happening a while back ago. And it was overthinking, overthinking, overthinking so constantly. It was that I, I would be, I would be putting myself in a point where I was feeling down because I would say it. I thought some, some individuals were hating, were hating, hating me, or hated me. And in reality, it wasn't. It was me the whole time. And I really like what you brought up earlier when we were talking before doing this podcast about how we're thinking about this, you know, me, 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 you know, what if this about me, what if this about me? And you're like, and you said something about, what was it that you were saying? Remember? Um, I don't remember exactly. I think that we talk about that. It was like, um, but if, but if we put our thoughts on the Lord, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, yeah if we put, uh, if we put our trust in, uh, and everything in the Lord, nobody, you don't have, uh, cause I think I, that's what we were talking about with like that. It's always negative. Nobody's overthinking. And it's just like, man, God's going to walk in with a hundred dollars. I'm telling you. Oh, and you know what? I'm just not going to say it's a hundred. It's 200. Like nobody's, yeah, nobody's yeah, overthinking yeah. about that and, and about blessings and everything, but it's always negative and nobody that's trusting in the Lord overthinks. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, you know, it could be constantly about me, but I really love what Philippians four, six and seven says, says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And if there's anything, I I can honestly say that overthinking was a, I mean, still is a little bit, but was a very big, big thing that was going on in my life recently. And something I thank God about recently is is prayer you know i got i've got to pray i mean i i really i try to pray every day now because it's just i i see now you know it really it can really change you it gives you that peace like the verse says and i really and i really understand that when you learn to put your trust in the lord when you learn to give everything to god there's that peace that comes with it and then you can go to sleep at night with the peace knowing that okay i gave this to god i don't need to worry and going into talking about trust, the scripture, uh, brother, uh, Solis was bringing it up uh, about trusting in the Lord with all in your heart, not leaning on your own understanding. I like how the, the NLT says it because it doesn't say to lean, but it actually says, don't depend on your own understanding. Yes. And what's really happening. And that's kind of a little bit of what we were saying is how the reason why we're overthinking is because we have our own world, okay? 
uh, and we we have a way that ev- we think everything should work based off of what we've learned, based off of what we were taught, mm-hmm. whether growing up. And if it does not fit into that, and if it does not make sense, we think we start overthinking, okay, well, why is this happening? What's, what's going on here? This is, it's not, everything's not operating like it's supposed to, or like I feel that it's supposed Mm -hmm. to. So then it's causing me to worry because now I'm thinking, okay, well now my whole world's about to fall apart because this isn't fixing and this isn't going together. And that's why the, that's why the word of the Lord says that if you're depending on that, then it's going to be detrimental. It's going to, it's going to mess your whole life up. And I mean, there's, there's people that you can, uh, I mean, you can look this stuff up. You can, you can worry yourself literally to death. You can, Mm -hmm. you could be so concerned about sickness. You weren't sick. You were healthy, but all of a sudden now you're sick and you're sick in bed. Or, uh, I had a stepmom that she, she were, uh, she was a worrier. Um, and like she, when my dad met her and they were, uh, and they first got together, I mean, she was, she was working. She was, you know, didn't have any issues working, but then because she was out of work for so long and she had so much worry about this or about that, then she ended up having disability and she couldn't work. She couldn't live on her own, uh, with, with having to be able to like have a job and everything. And that was all through years of just worry and overthinking and wondering about this and wondering about that. But, but, you know, when we go to church on Sunday, Oh yeah, every you know I'm trusting in the Lord and everything, but then when it comes home, like that's really a lot of this just isn't being put into practice. I mean, mm-hmm. God's given you the word, but we can't just. That's why the word of God also says to to be doers of the word and not hearers only. And yeah, we got to be on guard. Mm-hmm. We have to guard. We cannot forget that this is very much warfare. I know that Jesus gives us peace. But until we make it to heaven, it's not going to be a peace that we assume where -hmm. everything's A-OK. There's a constant war for us. Of course, we're all familiar, right, with the the armor of God. Yeah. If God's not concerned about your thoughts, then why do we need to wear the helmet of salvation? Mm -hmm. Because we have to protect our, our thoughts because... Backing up what I was saying, how the heart and the mind work together. Look what Jesus says in Matthew 15, 19. For out of the heart proceeded evil thoughts. So how can my heart be thinking? Because it's hand in hand with Mm -hmm. my mind. That's why be ye transformed by the renewing of what? Your mind. Your mind by the renewing of your thoughts. We have to be transformed. Why? We, I have been baptized, right? I've been, been, I've been forgiven, so I should be good. No, because just because we are washed by the blood and we are forgiven does not mean that your past or whatever you're dealing with will not try to rise yeah, up. Yeah. And so you start overthinking things. And this is why we have to put on the mind of Christ, as the Bible says, because our mind is the devil's playground if we allow it. There's a brother in the church, Brother Patterson, who, who taught me and told me, an idle mind is the devil's playground. As I read about the fall of man, and I see Eve there, I think it was the little tricks that the devil was playing mind games with her. 
making her think. He wasn't touching her heart. He was touching her mind, which ended up interfering with her heart. Mm-hmm. And then it says that she had, how did she know a feeling? that She never ate this fruit. But it started playing in her mind. Why? Because that idle mind, it started thinking, a thinking, and thinking. And the reason why I say this is we got to be cautious of the idle mind. Consult with somebody. If you are an overthinker and it's always negative, get with, with somebody who has a greater understanding in the right way. I mean, mm-hmm. the Bible says, remember, uh, blessed is a man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So we don't understand that there's some bad counsel. But get with somebody who's going to help you out because that idle mind is going to be an open avenue, as you said, and that's right. Because what I learned in this walk is your enemy, he's not selfish. He loves to have a party with you. And so if you let overthinking in, it's going to leave the door unlocked because it wants worry to come in. And worry is going to text his homeboy named Fear. And fear is going to come through. And fear has got a man. He got a great friend. Like, they ride Bonnie and Clyde type stuff. And it's called doubt. Yeah. And they just start having a party with you. And that's when I talk about that destroying part. So now you have all these things that are fighting you. And it all started with one simple thing that we could have conquered by simply putting on the mind of Christ. So how do we put on the mind of Christ? Well, it's simple. What the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh. So therefore, Jesus Christ is the one who became flesh. So how do I put on the mind of Christ? I open my word. I open the Bible. Mm-hmm. I tell people all this all the time. They tell me, Brother Solis, how do I read the Bible? Where do I start? I tell them starting the gospel. The reason I'm telling you starting the gospel because now we're talking about Jesus and how he acted and how he did things. We can learn a lot from just simply reading how he handled things. Jesus had a fight thoughts just like we did. If you look, the Bible says that he was he was led by the spirit to be tempted. What do you think that temptation started? It had to start in the mind and it was trying to work with the, it was hard because he wore the same flesh as me and you did. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says the one that was tempted can help us when we're tempted. And that's what I love about this God. But we get on his mind when we start reading about him. And the more I know about him, the less I know, the, le- oh, the more it will expose who I am. That's why I started with that scripture. It's going to expose my thoughts. And I start realizing, hold on, my thoughts are not lining up. That sermon on the mountain, it, 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 it goes from Matthew 5, 6, and 7. You read those and you will learn a lot about who we are and how we act, but how God sees. Remember Isaiah 55 and 8, my thoughts are not your thoughts. We often quote that. And then I think the NLT version. Yeah, read with the NLT. I want to read the NLT version, my people, because I just love how it expands on that very in particular scripture. Uh, something else too, that, um, brother Solis, um, was, uh, that he had said that it made me think about is so, so when we get saved, you know, we're supposed to be, if any man's in Christ, he's a new creature. 
You know, we, be, we we'll preach that like, oh yeah, I'm not the same person I used to be, but I think the same way. That's so, why we have to have the renewing of our mind. Yeah. So this is where it's at. Sorry, folks. It just got caught up. Isaiah 55 and eight. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, mm-hmm. says the Lord. And my ways are far. This is what I love about it. Beyond. Yeah. Anything you can imagine. So if my mind and imagination is negative, that means God is beyond the positive that is out there. That's why I have to get the mind of Christ because it's far above my ways. The thing about it, I preached this at, uh, at in Peace Tabernacle El Campo. I was talking about our eyesight. It starts getting the best of us. Your mind does the same thing. It starts getting the best of you. And that's why we got to start getting the mind because it's far above. We can't see that check that's going to come in the mail in two days. But we can see that red letter from the light company saying in two days, right? Yeah. We can. This is what we see. But if we get the mind of Christ, you know what, you know what I love about this, God? Blows my mind, bro. Is God does not want to part your sea. He wants to pave your sea. You read that, all right? If you read that, they should have been walking on mud. I know Pastor Bumgarner, we think, I'm, I said it before you, all right? I'm, <laughs> Glory to God, this is confirmation. But if you look at that, that water, that Red Sea was, that ground was saturated by water. They should have been walking in mud. But he didn't part it, baby. I paved it. So they walked on dry land. Yep, on dry land. Dry land. That's what blows my mind about this. So God wants to pave our way. We just have to get the mind of Christ. This is the thing, the main thing that God was trying to get the children of Israel to realize. Y'all are still thinking like Egypt. And we know as Christian, Egypt is a sign of the world. Mm-hmm. Y'all are thinking, still thinking worldly ways. Some of us had issues with daddy. So we think that God's a deadbeat daddy. We think that he ain't going to provide because daddy didn't provide. And I'm not throwing slugs. I'm just telling you what God has done for me. And I'm telling you, you may not be able to see it. But if we get the mind of Christ. He's not a deadbeat. He doesn't take us in. He doesn't adopt us in. The Bible actually says me and you are Gentiles. He grafts us in. Mm-hmm. He's not going to graft us in and be like, oh, well, uh, I didn't know how I was going to produce. Maybe we'll try again next year. I'm going to take you out right now, and I'm going to let you. No, he's not that type of way. But we just got to get in. And this, this is why I tell you why we got to stay in his word. There's so many testimonies. I don't call them stories. If you know me, I don't say, oh, the story to know it. It's a testimony to me. Why? Because if you apply it to your life, it will be your testimony. And now you're not going off of what Peter said. You're going off of what God did for you because there's power in your testimony. It's going to help you get to the next trial or what season, however you want to view it in life. But I just love that. It's far beyond my ways, man. Whatever I can think, beyond, beyond, remember that. It is beyond. That means it is in front of you, not behind you. It is above you, not below you. Let's get the mind of Christ, people. And what uh, and what's awesome about that? I was telling, uh, I was telling Brother Solis about this before we started. Like, and I kind of talked about it a little bit too. Is that when you're when you're worrying and when you're being afraid, 
Um, I tell my wife this all the time, uh, all the time, what does fear do? And then she, and then I've got her, got her where she's trained now, brother. She'll, uh, she'll answer and she'll say it manifests. And that's what it does. Faith. We pray and we believe in faith that, uh, for healing and all these different things. We're like, yeah, I mean, I praise God. That's what God does. But what you don't understand is that fear does the same thing. Fear and worry, all of that. It's all lumped into the same thing. It causes the same things to happen. When we're when we're so afraid and we're so this, what's happening is we're making it real to us. It may not be, it could be, it could be, I think I'm gonna get struck by lightning when I'm driving my car. But because it's something that we're so worried about, that has become real to us that now I don't want to drive because I think I'm gonna get struck by lightning. It could be the most mm-hmm. unrealistic thing, but it's real to you. And that's but that's why we're saying is instead of Instead of having our mind stayed on, stayed on this and, and on what we think, we need to have, of course, the mind of Christ. And, and how, I've always, how I've always said it is that faith is the lens to the supernatural. Really, when we're trusting in the Lord, that's believing in faith. I, I wear glasses for, you know, whenever we do video, y'all see that I wear glasses, okay? So when I take my glasses off, even though I don't have bad eyesight, I just, uh, it helps my eyesight everything's blurry right when I take my glasses off. So if I'm walking around, I'm not trusting in the Lord or anything, then yeah, everything looks blurry. I don't know how these things are going to happen unless it's like right here in front of me. I'm not going to be able to see what's going on. It's going to be very hard for me to see that. But as soon as I put my glasses or what I put faith on, now what's impossible becomes possible. And that's what, and that's what we're trying to, trying to bring to y'all is that when you just, like, God wants you to try him. He literally says, try me, try me, see if I won't do this because he wants to show you that he's, that, that he's here to help you. He wants to show you that there is a way out, that your life doesn't have to be consumed by fear. It doesn't have to be consumed by worry. It does this doesn't have to consume your life. He's saying, hey, just try me. Try me. And then, Brother uh, Solis, I think, uh, I don't know if that's what you were going to bring up, but I know you had a, a real good scripture as well about um, what we can keep our thoughts on. Yes, again, adding on to what I was saying about the battle, when we are in a battle, the Bible actually lets us know in this time if we actually have the mind of Christ on or not. And that is Philippians 4 and 8. It says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, ask yourself, you're overthinking, is this really reality or not? Is this really God or not? Whatever things are honest, again, is this honest right here? Is it lying to you? Yeah. Is this lying to me or this is what it actually is? Whatever things are just, which is righteous, is this a righteous thought or is this a fleshly thought? Because as you were saying, there's a manifestation. There's fruits of the spirit, but there's also fruits of the flesh. It works to the flesh, yes. Whatsoever things are pure. Now, if Jesus Christ was right here, 
would I be trying to get him to make my thoughts that I'm having gospel? Or would I be trying to make my my thoughts footstools under his feet? Whatever things are lovely, are they destroying your relationships? Are they destroying your peace? Then that means that thought is not lovely. So therefore, it is not of God. Whatsoever things are good, is that overthinking? Is it adding or taking away from your life? Report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So we're supposed to be thinking on what's true and what's honest and what's just and what's pure, what's lovely and what's good. These are the things. If you have to post this scripture or those things on sticky notes, wherever, when you write, when you wake up, do it. Because these are the thoughts. And that's why you got to stop yourself. And sometimes we got to remind ourselves of what God brought us out. There is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, God, you did this before. Forgive me for getting about that. That's the reason why we go through. And so God is showing us that he can and that he will. And sometimes I fell victim to that. I do too. And sometimes I got to say, you know what, thank you, Lord, and forgive me for my ignorance and forget me for knowing, and I just forgot. Mm-hmm. But we got to remind ourselves. We have to think on these things. We have to put on the mind of Christ. Well, you already know, folks, the coffee is running low. So me and my brothers, we gots to go. We love y'all. Stay true. Stay vibing. And keep the mind of Christ. We love y'all.